Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Not Boring Business Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Redman, founder of YourV1.com. This is not suits and handshakes business. This is not boring business. Let's go. That works. There we go. All right. I think, I think it's recording. We're live. We're on. Uh, Josh, are you ready to be not boring business? I am. <laughs> so why, why don't you tell everyone a little about yourself, where you're from, and then why don't we get into why everyone's in the no code space seems to be from Europe. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, so yeah, we, I'm, I'm a GTM based in Edinburgh, Scotland, and I run a community called No Code Founders, which is primarily a Slack community of around 2,000 no coders building businesses without code. Um, and I'm also just launching a newsletter called How to Fail at Business, which is my story of failing at business for 10 years and some other interesting stuff about failing. And uh, wait, how to how to fail at business? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I love that. Like, is it? It does that have anything to do with the no code space or no? Not um, really. It's just kind of not directly. It's just it's more like an entrepreneurship thing. Um, oh, got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and those are those are my two main projects at the moment. I've had other no code projects in the past. I've sold a couple of them off, and. And yeah, now I'm just head down in the no codes, no code movement. Are, are you able to like, I just want to, I'll quickly throw this out there. Like is, the community is not paid, right? It's not a paid community, Slack community. No. Is there any way else to monetize it right now? Or like, have you been able to monetize it or make a living? Off yeah. Of yeah. So I do monetize it. I have uh, like, I create partnerships with no code platforms. Um, and I've, I've been toying with with taking it down the page route but like there's advantages and disadvantages to both both ways so um, tell me this how many people do you think you could at what percentage could you convert you said it's a little over two thousand people now Mm -hmm. so how how many of those people do you think would convert to a paid plan let's say 10 15 a month 10 bucks a month so maybe if it was purely the slack it would probably convert five percent five percent maybe 10 I okay mean, it's a good slack but yeah I, I don't think people are that into paying for slacks slack well you know what's funny is did i tell you uh v1 is in the launch accelerator you know jason calcanis's launch accelerator mm-hmm. and yeah. there is an entire company in launch right now that is dedicated that is a slack community Oh, and yeah. they make like killer money. They charge like, it, it gives discounts on things. It's called Soul Savvy. So shout out to Dion and Soul Savvy. Um, but it's a Slack community and they have monetized it like 30, 40, $50,000 a month. Something like that. What? Yeah. It's so insane. It's amazing. Through, through memberships. Through memberships. Through memberships and Slack. They built, it's a complete no code thing. I'm going to, I'll have them on the podcast. But like, um, yeah, so that big, right? Like they've been able to monetize the community and it's for sneakerheads. 
It is Soul Savvy. I think it's, well, I know it's called Soul Savvy, but I don't know the website. Um, Google Soul Savvy and you pull up their website and they use all these no code tools in Zapier to get people discounts on Steam. It's not discounts, I don't think, but it is like you join the Slack community and they've built bots and no code tools that essentially give alerts to like, oh, this sneaker went on sale now. So it will oh, alert wow. you right now so you can buy it. And think it's pretty cool. And they've built that. I forget if it's 30, 40, 50,000, somewhere around there. Like it's a shit ton of money. So like awesome. they've built like a huge community around Slack. I think it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and you cool. have the biggest Slack community, no code. It's gotta be, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know of any others. Do you think that hurts SEO at all? Like it being all in Slack or messages? Why did you choose Slack? I chose Slack because I, I thought it was the lowest friction option. Um, so people already use Slack for other communities. So that's already their destination place to go to for community. So you're not mm. like trying to educate them into a new platform or something like that. Um, so yeah, like friction for sign up, but also for re-engagement. I yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I see that. And I, and I told, I was telling my wife once, I was like, yeah, cool. We could have, we could make a Slack community with whatever we were doing. I don't forget. It was offhand like months ago. Mm. And she was like, well, like, wouldn't, I mean, what about people that aren't familiar with Slack, right? Like I get people in the workplace that have Slack, but at the same time, if you're asking you know, Mary Sue in Prairieville, Indiana to download Slack, right? Like mm -hmm. these non-technical people, is that a friction point? Should you do it on Facebook? I'm sure you thought about it, right? But like, mm -hmm. like fa everyone knows Facebook and everyone has their Facebook knitting groups, right? Like, is yeah. it just kind of the audience you were going after and Slack fit or? I think so. Okay. I mean, I think, the the no code movement's really amazing on Twitter, and yeah, like all the cool kids are on Twitter, and the ones who like Twitter don't like Facebook. So ah, uh, that's fucking smart. Um, that's good, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. See, I like that. I like that insight, though, man. Like, yeah, that's really great insight. I've only discovered this no code community in the last fucking two weeks, dude. Like. And oh, yeah. the more I, pe I, the more I have people on here, the more I really enjoy the people and the sites and the things that are happening. It seems very nascent, right? But at the same time, yeah. it's like a lot of room to grow, uh, a lot of communities being built, a lot of new entrants. So in those new entrants, how does no code founders rise above? Um, and you know, like separate ourselves from the pack. Type yeah. How does thing. how does the cream? How does the cream? How do you become the cream that gets separated? Yeah. So there is kind of a bit of a land grab at the moment in the whole no code space because there's just so many opportunities and everyone's trying to get something going. Yep. I think uh, for no code founders, we have more of the entrepreneurship angle. Um, where as a lot of the other stuff focuses more on the building aspect mm. so on how to make actually make the your product um, so for me the really exciting 
part of no code is the fact that it lowers the bar for entry to everyone. Because for me, I'm not a developer. So I've always felt like a complete imposter, like trying to build tech businesses, but always doing it without code. So what the, the modern no code tools allow you to do is to have that same level of product, but without the technical expertise. So I think what's really exciting is what's going to be coming in the next few years is real businesses. At the moment, there's a lot of side hustles and side projects yep. coming out, but when there's going to be real businesses and um, launching in no code, um, that's really where my interest is to, to take people from the make, making stage up to the next level. And that is where this, that's why we do this podcast, Joshua, yeah. because we want to focus people on making money. It's just for the more I dive in, the more it's, it is very much hobbyists, right? It's very much yeah, yeah, yeah. people that need, you won't, no one will stick with something unless they love it, right? The people who love it, great. But the market is smaller than the people who would want to monetize it, right? So yes. if you, if you say, well, we're building like a platform, right? Um, and we, we don't have such a huge community like right now. Um, but at the same time, you have all these people that we want to like use it and make it and see like, and we want to create these makers. But like, if you're, if you're paying, let's just say 50 bucks a month for a platform and it makes you 200 a month, you'll never cancel that. Right. Versus yeah. like you loving it and you just love making something eventually nine months down the line, you're going to cancel or 18. Like, but if you're making yeah. even a if I was paying 50 bucks for something and I was making a hundred, I'd keep it. Right. Cause like yeah, exactly. I lose the, right. So that's the goal. So in no code for you and for no code, um, uh, for no code founders, you definitely have helped curate that community and let's start by unfolding or unpacking how you initially got your first person in the ecosystem. How did you start building it? What was the first brick? So I had the idea to create a, a Slack for no code. And basically it was really, really quick. It didn't, I didn't do much planning at all. I set it up and I tweeted about it. And when I was this? Some, this was last May. So one Jesus, year ago. this was only a year ago? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, and I tweeted about it and I got, I can't remember how many people joined, but maybe five or 10. Um, and I just had a, a conversation with them. And then I tweeted, no, I posted in the bubble forum because I'm, that was the main platform that I used. And maybe another 10 people joined from there. And after that, I can't really remember exactly everything I did, but I didn't focus that heavily on growth and just mm -hmm. tried to, I've always had a conversation with every person who joins. Sure. So until this day, um, find out what they're working on and get them engaged. Um, and really, I think that's probably what's been key like it's not extremely fast growth or anything. It's not like a fast growing community. Um, but it's, the key thing is that it's, it's really engaged. Absolutely. So we've now had 
we're just about to hit uh, 50,000 messages sent. Uh, so oh, there's wow. a lot of talking, a lot of talking going on. So it, are you on the premium version then so you can see those analytics like messages sent or how does that work with Slack? No, so you, can, you get basic analytics. Okay. Um, so, but no, we're on the free plan. Now with those 2,000 people that are in it, how many of those are like daily engaged, weekly engaged, monthly engaged? Um, over, over 25% on a weekly basis. Oh, wow. So, That's pretty good. Yeah. Like 25% on a weekly basis. Yeah. What is the most popular bit? Cause I've been in there and it's cool how you've broke it out, right? Like it's just, you have a channel for each platform it seems. So yeah. what is the most busy platform bit platform channel? Um, bubble and Webflow. And then also Airtable, Integromat, and Zapier probably would be the top ones. Zapier's got to be my favorite no-code yeah. platform. Like, I, I don't know. That was my first foray four years ago. But no one was saying no-code. But for me, yeah. like to have Zapier connect apps and go, oh, if someone fills out this form, it could send an email and send me a text message and whatever it was and go to my CRM. Like that was... Yeah an incredible feat for me. Like that was like, I was like, Oh, this is going to change. I, I remember saying with someone who I was working with at the time, four years ago, this was back in 16 when Zapier wasn't even as amazing as it was. Um, and I was like, Oh dude, this is going to put engineers out of business. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, just like yeah. thinking about it going, I remember the impact, um, and building on it. And I think we, I think I have, I have multiple zaps now that have like a hundred steps, like oh, hundred step zaps. Like I, wow. I challenge anyone to use it. Like I use it. Like I had to get written permission once from the Zapier team to get, to go up to, they allow you with written permission to go up to like 125 steps. Wow. So like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this out. And we got a few that were 125. Seriously, that's, that's insane. Right. It's like, like I, it, it takes me like hours to build one that's 10 steps. Oh my God, dude, come on. No, it took forever to build, mm. right? Like yeah. I was sitting there just editing one thing and my eyes were fucking bleeding. <laughs> you know, like I was just going, oh, fuck that. But at the same time, to pay an engineer to do that same thing would have been thousands and thousands of dollars. Like to pay yeah. an engine, it would have been at a minimum, I'm guessing five to 10 grand for that one thing I wanted to do. Wow. So, I mean, by the same stretch, I guess, like I've seen this trend of people um, where it's people build these no code agencies, right? Like, and it's been a way that other people can make money, right? Like you go to these no code academies, you learn these programs better than anyone else. And you can essentially be like, cool, I can do this, 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 and this for you. That's going to be five grand. And now you've got technical people. Have you seen the rise of these no code agencies? Have you been involved or dealt with any? Um, I know some people from no code agencies and there's definitely an uptake in the number um, that are coming around. Um, but now I don't have an insight into like, exactly how they work, but I mean, to me, it seems like a really logical thing. They can build faster and cheaper. Yeah, right. Um, 
and you know update things really quickly running costs are low um so yeah i can completely see the appeal so tell me this uh what is the coolest zap you've seen in the zap slack channel um there's a, a guy in the local community called michael gill and he does a newsletter a daily newsletter called no code coffee and it's like three every day you get three uh shots basically like a special shots and it's like one person from the community one tool and one uh showcase or mm-hmm. something like that and he's got this thing completely automated from an air table base so he just curates stuff in and and it's all it's all sent automatically um he has he has cool little things going so that like he gets a, a preview of it sent to him each day so that he can approve it and and things like this. Michael, um, I think I think I follow Michael. Like I just yeah. Have you have you uh, dealt with him at all or? Yeah, yeah. I've spoken to him a few times. Yeah. He is he's someone who like I want to have on the podcast. I just had uh, Emmanuel from Bubble on. He oh, was yeah. he was terrific. Uh, ben from MakerPad, um, yeah. who's another community based individual, and with those two, how would you compare like no code founders to like MakerPad, right? Like you you could yeah. obviously offer some of those classes and courses and stuff that they do. Is that something you've seen and you want to monetize? Yeah, I was that. That was never my focus to to go down that route, like the education route. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems that everyone wants it though. <laughs> Every time sure. I ask what, what do people want, the number one thing is always tutorials. Um, and to me, there's there's a, already a lot of tutorials out there. Like it's not just MakerPad, there's quite a few people doing them and the platforms do them themselves as well. Uh, so I'm still kind of toying with but like I'm a bit torn because that's that's not that was never my intention. I mean, you want to um, monetize the passion, right? Like, what are the things yeah. you have monetized in No Code, or like that you have built around with a No Code? Uh, you mean other projects? Yeah, like other projects. So if so, this isn't like the money maker, what do you do for a full time? Well, I'd like to make this the money maker. But Got you. Okay. Yeah, just just find the right way to do it. Um, and maybe you've come to the right guy, the... no code CEO. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> the you know maybe tutorials is the way to do it. I'm I'm very conscious of becoming a carbon copy of MakerPad though. Like, uh, dude, fuck I... it though. Really, really, like, <laughs> don't you think? I mean, realistically, you just said it that most people are the fucking same. So like, the number one thing that's gonna sell courses is gonna be Josh, right? or it's going to be Jeremy, or it's going to be the people you have in, or it's most of the things are like, have been said, right? Like it's you experimenting and just going, cool, look at how I did this, right? Like, look at how I made this email doing it. And your personality is going to show where it's not, you know what I mean? Or like people are going to follow you or you're not, right? So like, I don't know. It's, it's, you can do the same thing. You've got a community of 2000 people that like, Mm -hmm. I bet you could get, I bet you could get a quarter of them to buy a course maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like so, 20, 25%. Yeah, I think so. Um, so how do we make some content? 
how how do well, I help you make some content and do some shit and monetize some shit? Yeah, Let's do well, it. I want in. I want in. Want I'm buying stocks at Josh, man. Yeah, so I've I've been thinking about the the way how it could work and like not losing the entrepreneurship angle and things. And to me, a way a good way to do it could be to have the community creating the content, like the experts mm. of their own platforms. Um, and you just take a vig. So like the platform could pay me to create the tutorials and I pay someone else to actually create it. And then I bring it all together. And Oh, brilliant. Consistent. Do you think there is room for, so like, what about you just like aggregating the content, right? Like, because yeah. you said that, and we're making up these business ideas right here on the spot and not boring business. This is the no code CEO of, of me talking. So like, think about this, man you just aggregate all the content and then you package it because right now it's so fractured. Dude, I would probably pay you at least a hundred bucks to like give me the, maybe three, 400, uh, let's see, two, 300 bucks maybe mm -hmm. just to like aggregate the content and give it to me, right? Like organize it well, put a nice little fucking design on it and go, here's mm -hmm. drip it to me. I would definitely pay at a minimum a few hundred dollars for that. Do you know what I mean? And you, you mean original content or you mean getting existing content and bringing Getting it existing content. Like, really? and just putting it, yeah, man. I don't want to fucking search. You're right. So if you're saving me time and you're organizing it and just finding, dude, literally finding other, finding YouTube videos, you, you obviously have to like customize a little bit. Like, write a few paragraphs, a couple tips, you would summarize video like, and you would go, mm -hmm. cool. If you have any other questions like this is good, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel, but I would pay a few hundred bucks to have it well organized and summarized for me. So like, not that you have to make a video saying, Oh, here's what I did. Summarize something someone else did and be like, that's free on YouTube. And you go, here's well organized links of curated content right? With my summaries and my everything, right? Drip to you once every week. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. All right, I'll do that. Like where maybe you get in and experiment on some other things. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'd pay for that. Interesting. There's one idea. Yeah. No, I like it. I like so, it a lot. And you have the 2,000 people now. Yeah. So think about this. Think about I'm coming in. I'm going to make some videos for you. You make some videos for me. This is going to take off. This episode's already fire. We've already <laughs> given amazing, amazing value to these people. Where in your mind does no code go from here? So I think, I think no code is, is, is going to be so big that people don't call it no code anymore. It's just like, it's just the way to build something. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Um, I think when do you think that will happen, though, Josh? Ten years. I need, oh, okay. I need ten years. Sure. It probably needs ten years, but um, the like, there's there's quite there's even funded companies and I can't think of any right now that are building with no code um, for their early versions. No, I need to know code. these companies. 
people get funded yeah. based on building in no code? Yeah, I read about one yesterday and I can't remember Damn who it was. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, this is great. Um, this is the first failure of this episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You got to send me that. I'll link it up in the I'll link it up in the show okay. notes. Okay. Cool. So there um, there are people that have gotten raised money building no-code tools, but none have been no-coders. Uh, well, yeah, potentially, yeah. There are maybe yeah. developers and they've used no-code solutions to build faster and validate. Um, but MakerPads build with no-code as well. Well, yeah, but MakerPads just courses, right? So, like, yeah. it's just, so it's just the like, content engine. So, like, an actual platform. You can call it, I get it. You can call anything a platform, but, like, the actual technical tool of showing people how to... Building, like if you're if you're saying, here here's my bubble tutorial. Here's me showing you how to use bubble, right? Like that's you showing someone else how to use a platform. So yeah. like I'm thinking about other people who have built a product, right? That product, yeah. That builds like things and does right, yeah. Like a SaaS product, yeah. That yeah. is actually raising money. That's no code. So like we're in the middle of like a million dollar raise right now. Cause we're going through the launch accelerator and I am a no coder. So I, I would like you to scour, scour the fucking Slack channel. Cause I need to know this. I need to know if I would be the first no code solo founder to build a no code platform and raise a million dollars or more. Um, maybe. Have you heard maybe. of anyone like that, Josh? Um, maybe not. I'm telling you. If you're talking, yeah. So I'm telling you, you gotta search. You gotta search. We gotta look. We gotta look. We're gonna work together. We gotta look yeah. at this because okay. I'm gonna come out and exclaim it. But if it's not the truth, like I've done my yeah. research on almost every fucking platform out there. Every single platformed, no-code platform CEO is technical. Everyone has a fucking computer science degree. Okay. So well, I'm going to need your uh, backup. I know one platform founder, um, Mark from Builder. What is Builder again? Emmanuel just brought that one up to me. Builder isn't fully live yet. Oh, um, Got you. But the founder of that isn't isn't technical. Um, the founder. So where am I racing forward? Like, where is he? What is the what is Builder? I guess. So Builder is, is, is probably it might be the most powerful no code platform yet. Uh, more like powerful it, than Bubble. It is. I'd say it's more powerful than Bubble. Yeah. It's <gasps> like it's a step up. What's his name? It's Mark Magnuson. Mark Magnuson. Yeah. I, I don't think he's technical. Um, Mark Magnuson. Yeah. I'm Googling it right now. I can't. Mark Magnuson. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yep. Yeah, he's a great guy. And Builder is, Builder itself is built with Builder. And I don't oh, that's that. fucking meta and cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, that's awesome, dude. 
How does that happen though? How does that happen? Like one, how do you know this stuff before it goes launched? Me? Because you run the community. Uh, well, so I've got, uh, I've got like uh, beta access to builder. So. Oh, bro. Lion. You're lying to me now. He's, he's the CTO at builder. Is he? Yeah. How is that? Unless he's, unless he is non-technical, unless he's non-technical, but he's calling himself the CTO. I mean, that could be, that could be. Well, I think, I think no coders can be CTOs now. Well, no, that's what I was saying. That's interesting. That's an interesting take. Like, you're right. I'm a CTO, chief technical, uh, chief technical officer, right? So like, like, the thing is, like, I call myself a non-technical founder and most no-coders do, but it's still technical just because yeah. you don't write code. And most no-coders write some code, like, you know, they, they know some CSS or something like that. Um, so I think it's just, it's the same thought process of building, you know, it's still logical and it's still uh, the same elements of creativity and uh, problem solving, but you're just not right. You just don't know the language. Sure. Yeah. And it's, do you think, and well, I want to, we can end on this of like where no code is going. Do you think no code gets split at some point into very technical, robust tools where it's, you're not learning the actual language or reading it, but you're learning kind of this framework of how to build visually. And then the people who want to just build something really, really fast. Cause I don't think you can, you can't have both. Like a manual from bubble was telling me that he focuses on the users that, that spend hours a day or hours a week on his platform, because those are the mm-hmm. serious builders, right? The people that mm-hmm. are building the bubble agencies, et cetera. And then there's the other faction of people that are the glides that just like, cool, I have this quick app really fast. Boom. Um, Yeah. Then I'll throw the V ones in there, but like it's, it's both of, do you see it split or fractured or do you, where do you kind of see it ending? Yeah. I I see, I definitely see a distinction there. So there's ones, there's platforms that you could build a business with and then there's platforms that, they're probably not so they're more for like creating something to share with friends or like internal tools quick things like that um so and that's another section is internal tools yeah right like enterprise-based stuff yeah and even like just you know like you can use Airtable to build uh like your own project management system um, things. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Is. Okay. Uh, well, I, I guess we'll find out. We'll just got to watch and see. Yeah. yeah. Me and you will find out here shortly when we start coming out with all the classes and academies and shit. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to hit you up. Um, how does one get the hashtag channel on there so I could get feedback or something? Do I have- is that a payment thing? Is that a sponsor thing? What is that? So yeah, that's, that's something I normally include in partnership. Ah, all right. Well, let's talk yeah. partnership off the line. Okay. So every, where can everyone sign up? Where can everyone eventually see the V1 channel on Slack? Where can they sign up to see that in your Slack group? So um, 
They can sign, you mean existing members? Yep. Where can they see, where can they see, where can they sign up for the, for the, uh, the Slack group? Nocodefounders.com? Nocodefounders.com. There's an email address box right at the top. Stick your email in there and then you'll get an invite. And then you'll get a, you'll get a special hand wave from Joshua Tiernan. Yeah, I'll definitely say hello. I love it. You are, you are one of the best, one of the biggest community leaders uh, in no code. And I, ho- I truly hope to collaborate. Uh, where can, what's your Twitter handle? Where can they find you? Joshua underscore Tiernan. So T-I-E-R-N-A-N. Boom, folks. Yeah. You, hear, you heard it from the man himself. Uh, he's, building, he's building courses now. He's going to curate content and he's going to monetize it. Then he's going to come back on the podcast and go, what a terrific thing, right? Yeah, you were right. The, you were <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks so much for coming on, Josh. No problem. Thanks for having me.